you can kind of create what you want and bring it to life. And I would just, I would encourage people to just like anything, you just need to jump in. If you're scared, it's normal. If you're afraid of these things, it's normal. Welcome everyone to Do Well and Do Good. You're here because you have the desire to create financial freedom, but you also want to make a powerful, positive impact on the world. This podcast exists to tell the inspiring stories of men and women who have achieved both, people who do well and do good. I'm your host, Dorothy Ilson, and I'm here to help you discover proof that individuals have the ability to make a massive impact. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 80 of the show. It's an honor to have you here, and I am so excited to introduce to you today's guest. See, his name is Lance Isios. And while Lance went from almost playing pro hockey to traveling the world, running some of the top bars in Australia, he has also had to face some real inner demons and difficult times. You'll hear in this conversation how Lance battled with drugs and alcohol for many years and had to overcome the losses of his younger brother to suicide and his father to cancer, both within a span of only 18 months. After that experience, Lance made a promise to himself to create a new life that was going to have meaning, value, and really what we're all looking for at the end of the day, fulfillment. Today, Lance hosts the Top 200 Podcast, University of Adversity, which really aims to show that even when faced with adversity at the worst possible moment, there is always light at the end of that darkness. He's also the co-founder of Ignite Podcasting with Purpose, which is built to help other people bring their ideas to the masses through podcasting. I was so inspired listening to Lance's story and how he really grew stronger from the adversity that he faced. And I know that you will absolutely get that same message from him as well. Now, before we get into my chat with Lance, I want to remind you that in just a few days on June 1st, we will be voting inside of the free Facebook community to determine which of the nonprofits nominated last month in the Do Well and Do Good Challenge that I'll then donate 10% of my advertising agency's profits to on behalf of the show. So I would love for you to be involved and help me with this way that we can really make a tangible impact with Do Well and Do Good. So head over to dowellanddogood.co backslash FB to join the group and I'll see you there on June 1st. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Lance Isios. Lance, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for having me. That's a great intro. Getting goosebumps here and that. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I have been following you online for some time. I know you and I have connected in the past, but this is the, the first time that we've gotten to uh, to really dig in and and hear your story. So couldn't be more excited. So let's, you know, let's just jump in straight in, Lance. What was life like for you growing up? And what was the mindset around money and success that was really instilled in you? The first part of my life probably up until I was about 11, you know, was my family. I had a good family, good uh, aunts, uncles, all that, mom and dad. But everybody, we didn't have a lot of money. We were... My dad worked hard. My mom stayed at home with us. And and it was never easy. We lived in the cold in, in Edmonton, Alberta. Anybody knows that it's very cold. Probably like Chicago, like it's just freezing. It's all I knew. It was It was good, but there's a lot of fighting, a lot of struggle for money. To me, 
money, people who are rich were like the, oh, the rich people, you know, like those are the, <laughs> they must be doing something, something. We're not like them, you know, just this. I'm shady. <laughs> yeah. Like this mindset of like, I don't know, it's the scarcity mindset that I didn't understand until now. But as time went on, it got a little bit more challenging as my parents split up and then I, me and my dad moved halfway across the country. So I left all my family at like, I think it was 11 years old. And that was challenging because at that age, you know, you, you crave your family. And I had a very supportive family, but I pretty much was separated from them. So my dad got into a relationship with a woman with four kids. So you can imagine what that was like. It was like right out of a movie. It was, it was chaotic. It was crazy. Um, then he had another, another kid with her and there was always this struggle. There was always this like crazy my ex, what my mom and her and her doing stuff. And it was just, it was a nightmare. So it was, it was really very challenging for me growing up as a teenager. I know everybody has challenging teenage years and stuff, but for me, I didn't realize the magnitude of it now that I look back. And it was, it was tough because I was trying to play hockey. I was, I was a very good hockey player and I was trying to make it pro, but like I was just clouded with all this dealing with this, this family stuff and being pulled from my dad and different directions through hockey. And I was just an emotional wreck. So I got into drinking and partying and while I was trying to make it pro in hockey and I was just completely lost. And I was, I was a teenager. So I was going into like my, was it like high school? So 17, 18, 19, 20, around that time. So I was trying to make it pro and it was, it was very emotionally tough for me. So I made some decisions. I got involved. I've told this story a couple of times, but for anybody that doesn't know, I, I, got, I got into steroids my last year of hockey, which really messed up my career. And I was sort of like left with nothing. And all I worked for in hockey was kind of gone. So on top of all the emotional stuff I was going through, I got into more partying and I felt the only way that I could be myself was to drink and, and to escape and I could be this person that I wasn't, that I, that I was just, I felt good, like I could escape from the pressures. And through my 20s, that's kind of what happened. I, I chased different things. I tried different things, different jobs, all that. And then I found bartending, which allowed me to, to do what I loved, which was connect with people. But it was a very toxic way of living. A lot of fun, lots of fun, lots of great people came out of that. And it also allowed me to travel. So through those years, through my 20s, you know, I pretty much worked to party, party to work, all that kind of stuff. Moved to Australia, lived there for five years where I was running bars, doing all that, that fun stuff. But there's a shelf life to that. And it really took a toll on me and my body. And I was, I was going through some crazy stuff just with my body and how I was feeling. Like, I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain. Not getting much sleep, going to work, doing it all again. And then I kind of got the shock when my dad was visiting me in Australia, which is crazy. He was visiting me in Sydney. We were staying, he was staying with me. And then I was at work. I got a call. I got a call saying that uh, my brother had, my younger brother had taken his own life. So I had to go home and tell my dad. <laughs> and I had to break the news. So you can, the, the, you know, thinking about how I was going to do that. And these are just the reason I'm telling this is this is just a huge pinnacle in my life that define a lot of things, you know, like that story is something I remember that was very, it was a crazy story to think about and how I was, how to tell my dad. So I told him, 
obviously he was crushed, heartbroken. Seeing the look in his eyes was like, like it's just like a, you never want to see your parents have that look. The next year was very rough. My dad went basically spiraled downhill, stress. We had lost a lot of family members prior five years. We lost about six, seven people. It just, it really took a toll on my dad. And he was away. He was living in Canada. I'm in Australia. And then, you know, all of a sudden he got, we got a scare. He got cancer. Had like two days to get back home to Canada, got home and he passed away. So it was very challenging. It was, it was tough, but it also gave me a lot of strength and it really defined a new chapter in my life that really made it so that I wanted to make a change, right? And I wanted to get out of the lifestyle I was living, go a different direction because life isn't guaranteed as I, I, I personally experienced and, and just witnessed in my life on how putting things off, how not acting on things in the moment. Like my dad always had these plans, but he never did it because there was always circumstances that kept him doing that. So I learned a lot from that and I decided to just go on a new path. So I started getting into kind of like you and a lot of people, like I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to go online and, and really try and create something. And I got into like direct selling and Facebook marketing and all that kind of stuff. And then it sort of evolved into podcasting. It just took over this thing and I just saw how fulfilling it was for me and how, how much I got lit up after an interview and how much I loved connecting with human beings. So then I really found what my passion was, which was connecting with people, which I figured out was the main thing that I liked about bartending. After that, it sort of evolved. And then here we are, you know, having these kind of conversations. This is kind of what the whole journey has evolved into. So... I just can't even begin to imagine you know, what that time was like for you losing your brother and then, and then losing your dad. I mean, it's the kind of just soul-shattering you know, experience that oftentimes you know, it, it can break a person. And so I'm curious, Lance, you know, what, what is it about you or your mindset or what you did that allowed you to just make it through that, that experience and learn from that adversity instead of crumbling under the weight of it. At first, when, in 2016, when I lost my brother, I just went on an absolute spiral of drinking and partying. Like I just didn't, I didn't know any, what from what. I don't even know how I survived, to be honest. It was crazy. So, f- funny enough, when my dad passed away, I'd actually quit drinking for that year, for 2017. So I was already four months or five months sober. So a main thing to answer your question is that when my dad passed away, I was completely sober. So the way I looked at life, I was already on a journey of transformation. So when that hit me, I, was, I embraced it differently than I... I don't want to say embraced. I, I um, reacted differently to the situation than I would have prior a year ago. So I kind of was building... I had the tools in the toolbox. I was doing a lot of gratitude. I was doing a lot of personal development work. and when that happened with my dad, I just realized that I have a choice. I can either use the adversity as fuel or I can let it absolutely destroy me. So then I just basically said, I, you know, those are the choices. And what would my dad want? You know, what am I going to do? Sit here and sulk and start drinking again? It was, it was, I was fortunate enough to be on the path already to, to transforming in my life so that when that happened, I was ready. So combination of that, and really having things working on yourself going within was, was huge for me. And it continues to be today. 
Well, in your podcast, University of Adversity is is really all about sharing these stories, right? I mean, I think every single one of us has gone through something and has come out on the other side changed. And so I'm curious, you know, what is the common thread that you see amongst your guests in the way that they turn that adversity into a strength ultimately? I've really realized how similar we are as human beings, you know? Like the more you talk to them, you realize, well, you know, we're, we're, all, we're all similar. That's what I, what I liked about the concept of university adversities because A, it's connected to me. It's very aligned with my story. It's, it's me. That's, that's exactly what it is. But also, I love that every single human being that has become successful in one way or another has gone through something. So I love extracting that. And I love talking about things that maybe they don't talk to uh, about a lot because a lot of successful people are constantly saying, talking about the success and stuff, but they don't go into like the detail of the story. And I like the hero's journey. I get inspired by the hero's journey. Some people don't, I don't know. But for me, I like to hear about somebody that's gone through struggle, learned from it, and then has become successful. I love that. So each person there has a different way. And, and it's, it's, it's amazing how each person has that thing that happened to them. And you sometimes I go into these conversations and I don't expect it to go as deep. And I'm like, whoa, that, that was, I didn't expect that. And sometimes it's the opposite. You think somebody with this deep story is going to take you really deep, but it's not as deep. So yeah, it's, um, it's pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. Well, I encourage anyone listening who isn't familiar with this concept of the hero's journey to go Google that and and read a little bit about it. What you'll start to understand is that there is this commonality amongst every movie you watch, every book you read, you know, every every story that you hear that really moves you. And it's because, you know, we as humans we tend to follow these same patterns, you know, in in moving through you know, moving through challenges and making it to success. And once you understand the path that that takes, I think in some ways, Lance, I'm curious if you would agree, it becomes easier to to get comfortable with the process and to allow yourself the the grace and the almost the self compassion to deal with you know, what's challenging you in the moment and know that you are going to make it through to the other side. Yeah, that's so true too. And it's, and that's, that's a whole process of learning that too, is to enjoy the journey, enjoy the process, because you just have to accept that you're going to get thrown curveballs. You're going to get, it's never going to be exactly as expected. Like it's not. And, and even though you can have like a goal, you know, you got to get comfortable with zigzagging, you know, like it's... <laughs> Absolutely. So Lance, talk to me about podcasting because I know that this is really, you know, where your passion lies and you have had just incredible success with your show, you know, which by the way, everyone listening, as soon as you're done with this episode, head over and check out the University of Adversity. You will not regret it. You know, I think it's really remarkable the success that you've had so quickly and more specifically the way that you're now leveraging that and leveraging everything you've learned to help other people to do the same thing. So, you know, tell me what is it about podcasting that gets you so fired up? And, you know, what would you say to someone who maybe has interest in this field but hasn't taken the leap? Well, thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, podcasting is is just something that. I don't know. It, it's been so powerful because 
I don't think people understand the the magnitude that it can have for you and the people kind of that you're interacting with, you know, like the 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 levels of conversation that I've been able to have with people that I wouldn't normally have is 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 so special and to be able to share that with the world and to be able to have like possibly one or two and somebody make a quick decision, a new decision in their life from that one conversation. And I get messages and from people saying, oh, I really, I, I love that episode, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, you listen to that? Like, it's crazy. Like, I, I just assume like, oh, people, I don't know if people are listening. You know, I don't think about that. Of course they are, but it's like, it's always the people that I don't expect. And I realized that I wanted a podcast initially for my business because I wanted to build a presence. I wanted to, I didn't want to, I, with my business, I was focusing on like ex bartenders and that kind of industry. And I thought, I felt like I evolved. So I wanted to grow a podcast to just basically show people who I am, build trust with my audience. But what it's turned into initially, I wanted to start a podcast, but I didn't want to do it myself because I, I didn't want to learn all the stuff because I was too busy and there's too many pieces to put together. So I hired somebody out. So I got somebody to help me build it which was important because I would have not... If I had to do all the little things in between, if I had to do the scheduling, if I had to do the guest management, the editing, and all of that stuff, I would have failed. So I hired somebody. So I had success with that because all the little things that stopped people from wanting to do it were taken care of. So I could just sit, record my message, get my little Zoom link, click on it, get my message out, and then throw it into a thing, and then it's all done. So I just realized the power of that. And I thought, what if I could help? You know, what if my team, like, and then we, you know, who I was working with, we decided, well, why don't we start something that can help other people do the same thing? What if there's a bunch of people like me out there who are busy just learning so many things? There's, there, there's so much going on. They don't want to learn a new thing or don't have the time to, but they still want to have a podcast and they still want to build that level of authority in their marketplace so that people can build trust with them. The end of the day, it's adding value and trust. So we decided to create Ignite um, Productions podcasting with purpose, and it's basically doing done for you podcasts for people that are busy. You're successful, but you just don't want to put in the time to learn it all and edit it all and all that stuff. So it's it's been very powerful, and yeah, we like I haven't even officially launched. We've kind of soft launched it, and it's been it's been it's been great. So just seeing the power of that. And, and seeing the reach out of people that the market right now, how many people don't actually know about podcasts? They kind of do. I know I heard Gary Vee said, start a podcast, but I don't know how to do it. It's amazing that the market for that. So I thought, you know what, this is it. And this is, this is aligned with me. So this is kind of what I, what I want to focus on right now. I couldn't agree more. Obviously, you know, I have a podcast and the the platform that it provides you is incredible, but just like you were saying, you know, when I started this show, I, you know, I was running my agency, still am, and the the idea of me going out and learning audio editing or, you know, learning how to produce a high quality show, it simply wasn't an option for me unless I was going to, you know, fire a couple clients or, you know, really see that negative impact in my business. And so, you know, it's something that we talk about on the show a lot is, you know, how to surround yourself with people who can, you know, help you shortcut or you know, help you to, you know, really get ahead on the learning curve of doing something new. You know, with 
anything that someone's looking to achieve or looking to accomplish, you know, the, the mistakes have been made, the questions have been asked, and the ability to leverage the experience of someone like yourself who has been there and done that and you know has that team in place is going to allow you to just get to the same place but get there so much faster and with so much less resistance. So I think that it's you know really incredible that you're offering that for people in the podcasting realm and you know I'm curious for someone who is thinking about starting a show but they're you know they're afraid right they're afraid of what people are going to think of them if they're not successful they're afraid that they're not going to be able to get guests or you know they're they're not going to be able to be successful what would you say to that person who wants to do this but you know is having trouble quieting that inner voice yeah that's great because that's the whole thing i love about it is that it's like such a unique individual thing so I would basically sit down with them or, or my team and we would just kind of talk about what it is they want. Like what, what, are, what are the visions? What are, you can kind of create what you want and bring it to life. And I would just, I would encourage people to just like anything, you just need to jump in. If you're scared, it's normal. If you're afraid of these things, it's normal. You know, I got somebody reach out to me yesterday and say, oh, there's thousands of podcasts out there. What is, why would mine be successful? And I said, if you're going to focus on everybody else and about other, other, what everyone else is doing, you'll talk yourself out of literally everything in life because everything in life has competition, people doing stuff. So if you focus on that, then you're, you're going to constantly have the same issue over and over. So you just need to focus like, is your story matter? Does your story matter? Everybody's does. And you need to realize that yours does. And your story can impact people's lives. So you need to know that people need to hear it. And you need to connect with people because you could change somebody's life. And depending on what your purpose is, or if it's your business, it's your personal brand, you can set yourself up as a, a figure of authority, either for business or just adding value. I would also encourage people to not get into podcasting just solely to make money because that's not the point. It's not the point. It's about adding value. It's about giving yourself a platform that you can add as much value as possible. Because with the way things are going, people want to be transparent. People want to see you the way you are. People want to see how you are. And if they can go in and channel, go to a show and listen to episodes of you talking about people in your space or about other things, people will get to know you and trust you. And I would encourage anybody that if they're thinking about it, to just quiet the mind and just do it. Just like anything in life. I mean, it, it, it's going to be scary, but you, you just have to take the chance. I couldn't agree with you more. And you know, one of the things I definitely want to touch on and the reason that I was so excited to invite you onto the show is because, you know, as you know, do well and do good, you know, a big part of this is is all about how we can leverage the success in our lives to help other people and to really give back. And I know that you are actually building this idea of giving back directly into the business model of Ignite. Could you tell me about that? Yeah, so we're really we really want to have social impact and this is one of the main reasons why I I we partnered up with my business partners and why we're doing this and he he pitched this to me about what this idea and I was like, "Yes, I'm I'm so in. This is like perfectly aligned." So basically what we want to do is, you know, with some of the money that we make with our packages, we want to put back into different uh social causes. So 
there's there's so many things that you can do when when it comes to giving back to to people less fortunate or, or less privileged. So social causes is one of the main things. Like with the homeless, with we have a huge problem here in Vancouver, BC. Same with uh, my business partners in Vegas. There's so many things, and people are wanting to make social impact. So what we decided is to we're still in the early stages of this, but we're planning out you know, how we can give that impact and how we can give back. Because as entrepreneurs, your main focus should be helping others get what they want, right? You want to help people. It's all about value. We're on here to add value. Everything is about value. And then if you can you know, make an income and you, you know, you're, you're making money, then you, you, know, you should give back. So for us, it's aligned with what we're doing. We're helping people bring their, their mission to life, their podcast to life. And then part of the money goes to back into the, into the pr- different programs. So we're still in the early stages of mapping out exactly what we're doing. But that's a huge, huge part for me. And I, I, I love that you brought it up because it's super important that, that you have that and that you have that awareness to give back. So I'm excited to see where it goes. It's going to be a huge, huge part of our business. So like I said, it's only in the beginning phases. Amazing. Well, Lance, I want to first thank you for everything that you shared with us today. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. So I'd like to move into the impact round. So this is where I'm going to ask you a series of short questions. And I'd love for you to just respond with the first answer that pops into your head. You ready? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Lance, who has been the most impactful person in your journey to do well and achieve financial success? My first mentor that kind of got me into all this stuff, Balaj Cardos, he, he was the one that pushed me to get into the direct selling and into that space. So I have to credit him with kind of waking up my mind as far as going into a new direction. So for sure him. And then who has been the most impactful person in feeding your drive to do good and really make an impact? Well, my girlfriend has been so supportive of everything I've done. So I, I would say her. She's just been on my side. She probably thought I was crazy a few times, but uh, she's she's been there and continues to every time I come up with an idea. Like sometimes I'll see the look on her face, and you know, but she always supports me and since day one, and she's helped me through all this stuff. So I got to say her. And Lance, when you're having a bad day, or if you find yourself in a negative headspace, what do you do to get yourself out of that funk? I tra- I change my state, Tony Robbins style. You know, it's all about changing your state. You we go through different state managements. You got to be aware of that. So I'll go, I'll either go for a workout or I'll go to the sauna, cold shower, sauna. It really is important to be able to switch that state, and you got to be aware that if you're in a funk, it's your responsibility to get out of it. So you need to move the body, listen to some music, do something that makes you happy, and you know change that chemistry in your body. I love that. And you know, I'm actually going to a Tony Robbins event tomorrow here in Chicago. So I'll be seeing him live for the first time. I'm so excited. I just went to Unleash the Power Within in LA. It was like, I can't even... It's unbelievable. Oh, he's absolutely amazing. And Lance, what book do you find yourself recommending to people most often? Okay. So there's a book that is the most probably underrated book that is out there that has completely changed my life. Was it's called Happy Pocket Full of Money. It is like a more clear think and grow rich, but with more thorough steps. It goes into... I, I just suggest that if you want it on audio, you can get it on audio or you can get a book. It's just so amazing at mapping out 
you know, it talks about in meditation, it talks about all these things with goal setting and how to do it properly and how to basically set yourself up for success while explaining quantum physics and what we are as energy. It's just really, really good at sort of clarifying what we are as humans and like why these things actually work that people talk about goal setting and all that. So I would definitely recommend that. Well, we'll absolutely link to that book in the show notes. And then the final question of the impact round, Lance, what is the best piece of advice related to happiness that you would give our listeners? I would just say is being yourself. To be happy, you have to be yourself and you can't be wearing a mask. So many times we're trying to cover ourselves with these masks or trying to be like other people and it's not going to bring us any happiness. You need to stay true to yourself and just follow your heart. And happiness is different for, for certain people, but I truly believe that the core is just being yourself and embracing who you are as a human being. Well, thank you, Lance. You absolutely crushed the impact round. So I appreciate you. And lastly, as you know, here on the show, we have what I call the do well and do good challenge. So this is where I encourage our listeners who want to give back to contribute to the nonprofits that are nominated by my guests. Could you tell me what organization you're nominating and why it's so meaningful to you? Yeah, absolutely. It's called Aprons for Gloves. It's basically... My girlfriend is actually going to be participating in it. It's, it's everybody in a lot of people in the hospitality bar industry donates money to a cause and then they go and have like a charity boxing match where they raise money for Vancouver East Side, which has a very big homeless problem and a lot of different things happening with you know, less fortunate people. So this is an event that goes on every year, Aprons for Gloves. And it's... Um, very valuable at kind of getting people out and getting, raising the awareness and, and helping give back where we can. Amazing. Well, thank you for that, Lance. And you know, before we say goodbye, where can our listeners go to learn more about you, about Ignite, and of course, to find the University of Adversity? I would suggest finding me on Instagram. I'm highly active on there. So it's Lance W. Isios, or it's the same all social media. And my website, which is lanceesios.com, it's getting revamped at the moment. So I would say if, if it's Ignite related, just hit me a message on, on Instagram and I, we can book a consultation call and we can go from there and have a chat and see you know, what your vision is and you know, where you want to go. Lance, thank you so much for doing this with me today. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. All right, everyone, that's our show. Now, before I sign off, I want to introduce any new listeners to how the Do Well and Do Good Challenge works. There are two ways that you can participate. The first is if you are looking to do more to give back, I encourage you to contribute to any of the nonprofits nominated by my guests. Send a screenshot of your receipt to challenge at dowellanddogood.co and your donation will be included in our monthly tally of the tangible impact this podcast is having. The second way you can participate is absolutely free and that's by voting. See, in the first couple days of each month, we host a vote inside of our free Facebook community to determine which of the nonprofits nominated the month before that I will then donate a portion of my advertising agency's profits to. It's an awesome way to make your voice heard and we've been able to raise money for some incredible organizations doing good in the world. So if you'd like to be a part of it, then head over to dowellanddogood.co 
backslash Facebook, where you'll find a link to join the group. Once you're inside, I'm also sharing tips, ideas, resources, and more to help you both increase your income and your impact. We're having so much fun inside there. So head over again to do well and do good.co backslash Facebook, and I'll see you on the inside. It means the world to me to earn your time. So thank you so much for listening.